welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. Come on, do you love him this morning? I'm asking you again, do you love him this morning? Y'all ain't ready for me. Y'all are not ready for me, but I'm ready for you. Y'all good? Everybody look at your neighbor. Look him in the eye and say, all right, all right, all right. Turn to your other neighbor. Do it again. Say, all right, all right, all right. Everybody up in the balcony. How y'all doing? Y'all good? What up? Good to see you. Good. I'm glad everybody's happy. Y'all good? Any uh, North Carolina Tar Heel fans in the house? Way to ruin that man's last game. That was good. They didn't see you coming yesterday, did they? Uh, For those of you who don't like sports, uh, what's up with that dude on The Bachelor? I have no idea what I just said. (laughs) I love it. Some lady went. I don't have a clue. (laughs) Today, I got something for you, all right? Now, if you're a visitor today, I would like to apologize for what's about to happen. If you're a visitor today, please come back next week. It'll be normal. But for now, this is what we got to do. It is what it is. If you've never been with a Southern black preacher, this is the best day of your life right now, all right? If you've ever seen a Medea movie, it's about to happen right here in front of you, okay? So we good, we good. So go ahead. Y'all got to talk to your neighbor. It's all good. What's up, little brother with the hoodie? How you doing, man? Go ahead. I talked to people. I called the brother out early service. It was funny, dude. <laughs> Not for him. <laughs> for the rest of us, we highly enjoyed it, all right? So here we got, got two Bible stories for you, all right, two. If you got a Bible, you can go there. If not, it's on the screen. Matter of fact, I'm just going to read it from the screen. Now, I'm apologize. Usually, I memorize all my stuff, but uh, this is so good. I had to make sure I wrote it down. So if you see me coming back to my iPad, it's because y'all, get, y'all getting it fresh. Getting it fresh. Getting it fresh up in here. Fresh. Good. I'm so happy. I don't even know why. I think I'm happy because I woke up. Hey, that's the way my dad, my dad, he used to pray like that. He used to go, thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you that I woke up in my right mind. Dude, he was like simple stuff that you don't even think of until he prays it. Then you're like, yeah, I'm pretty thankful for that too. <laughs> now, now I got to be honest with you. I'm going to read a little, talk a little, read a little, talk a little. So let's get this started. Here we go. John chapter 8, verse number 3 is where we're talking, all right? It says this. Uh, Teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman Caught in adultery. Okay, now let's stop right there. Everybody look at me for a second. When I was a kid growing up, I grew up in church. I grew up in foster care. My mom gave me away, kept my brother kept me, and my two sisters, but she gave me away. But my foster care parents took me to church every day, every day. Now, I got in trouble because we were playing poker on the back row one Sunday and we got in trouble. <laughs> That's another sermon, all right? So <laughs> we'll come back and visit that at another time. Needless to say, it wasn't my fault. My friend kept holding his cards up. You can't do that in church on a Sunday morning. So now I got to sit with my parents. Not just sit with my parents. I'd have to sit between mom and dad. So at a sermon start, my dad would go, if there's a word you need to understand, tap me on the knee and I'll help you out. 
On one Sunday, I'm like 10, 11 years old, and pastor goes to John chapter 8, and he starts reading at verse 3, just like I did. And then he got to the last word on the first sentence. That word right there starts with the letter A, adultery. I had no idea what that was. So I tapped my dad on the knee, and I said, hey, what's that word? He said, ask your mother. That's actually a good answer, you know. All of a sudden, my mom goes, ask your daddy. And I looked at him, and here's how my dad explained it to me. Now, I know some of you are parents, and you're starting to get a little like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? Trust me, I got this, all right? My dad looked at me and said, Reggie, in order to participate in that word, that one. You must not have any clothes on. Change this story for me forever. Because, dude, dude, I'm telling you, now some of you grew up in church. Some of you grew up, and you've heard this before. And you're like, oh, okay, the woman caught in the act of adultery. Now that I'm explaining that, some of you are like, I never thought of it that way. But now as I keep reading, with that in mind, even in my 10, 11-year-old mind, I'm like, are you kidding me? Because look at the next sentence. It says, they made her stand before the group. And said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Okay, ready, ma'am, ready. In the law of Moses commands us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis to accuse him, to accuse Jesus. But Jesus bent down. Everybody say bent down. And started writing on the ground with his finger. So Jesus bends down, starts writing on the ground with his finger. Let's go on. Then it said this. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up. Everybody say, he stood up. Oh, he straightened up and he said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down. Everybody say, stoop down. And wrote on the ground. Now, I, I did this early service. I might as well do it this one because there's <laughs> my youth pastor, there's something wrong with him, okay? He was in Teen Challenge, got out, I graduated, he said. But he was preaching this one time, and he looked at us, and he goes, he goes, when Jesus said, whoever has no sin, throw the first stone. All of a sudden, a rock came flying by Jesus' head and hit the woman in the back of the head. Jesus looked over and went, Mom, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Let it go, all right? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Just everybody's like, Okay, that didn't happen, okay? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody threw a stone. Okay, y'all with me? Watch this. So Jesus, he stooped down to the ground. And it says, at this, those who had heard <laughs> began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up again. And he asked her, woman, where are they has no one condemned you? Look at her answer. No one, sir, she said. Now she's going to leave that up there for a second. Everybody say, no one. no one. 
Come on, one more time. Say no one. Okay, let me walk you through this real fast, real fast, real fast, because I got two Bible stories, and, and, but I got to get you this. You got to get a picture of this. Here's what's crazy about this woman, all right? This woman, just, can you picture early in the morning, early in the morning, before the warmth of the sun of a new day, she felt the heat of the wrath of men. I don't know why she was there. I don't know who she was with. But my dad said in order to commit adultery, it takes two people. Well, why is she the only one being stoned? I got questions about this, even at 10, 11 years old. But then another question that I had, it was like, I cannot imagine. Imagine how did they find this lady? Where was she at? Who was she with? What was going on? The sun's starting to rise. It's a Sunday morning because they were in the temple. And all of a sudden, before she could felt the warmth of the day, she felt the wrath of man as they drug her from that bed. And they were yelling things like, shame on you. You're pathetic. You're disgusting. And all of a sudden, there was a parade in down the street. And she was the band. The circus was in town, and she's the clown. And all of a sudden, she, she felt doors open. She's, these people, and they're dragging her in. And she saw the carpet, kind of a grayish brown, looked like flowers. Then all of a sudden, it was all black. And she's like, oh, my goodness, I've been here. Oh, my goodness, this is abundant life. I'm on the stage. Can you imagine if you were late to church that morning, and you knew Jesus was here speaking? And you come in, and there's people yelling on the stage. And you walk in, and the usher's in the red shirt. You go, dude, what's up? What's going on? They go, they drug a lady in, caught in the act of adultery. And they ask Jesus if we should stone her. And everybody's yelling. So where's Jesus? Well, he kind of disappeared. And so you, like me, being nosy, you work your way all the way over on the side just so you can get a glimpse of where Jesus is. And in order for you to find Jesus at that moment, when he stooped down, in order for you to find Jesus, you got to look underneath the people yelling, screaming, wanting to kill a lady. you got to look underneath a woman with no clothes on to find Jesus. Because why? When Jesus stoops, he stoops so low that when he stands up, there ain't nothing left on the ground. you got to understand what I'm saying today. There's nothing you've done that can separate you from the hand of God. There's nothing you've been a part of. There's nothing you did this morning or last night when you walked in this room hope came in this room with you when you walked in those doors love came in those doors with you all I am and I'll say it again I'm the biggest blackest hallmark greeting card you ever seen in your entire life no sin can separate you from God because he stooped he stooped then and he stooped now come on I've got to just go ahead and preach like the brother that I am Jesus stooped. Go back to when he became a man, when he was born in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. Why did that have to happen? Jesus should have been born the way he should have, in the greatest palace of them all. But he knew he didn't come for people who lived in a palace. He should have been born in the Holiday Inn Express, but he knew there were some people who couldn't afford that. So he had to come as lowly as he could. In the smallest, most insignificant place possible. So there's no excuse for you or me. It doesn't matter if you have a family or you're not. He did it for you. So that when he stoops and when he stands, there ain't nothing left on the ground. Not you, not me, and not our sin. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, that man talking to you. Touch your other neighbor and say, he preaching to you today. Somebody look at your other neighbor and say, I think he just getting warmed up. And let me just go ahead and say, I'm just getting warmed up. 
I got to get it out of me today. I got it. Because see, now tomorrow I got to go secular. I can't even say Jesus in public schools. I'm not telling you where I'm going, but I'm doing a school in your city tomorrow. Oh, I tell you, this woman, this woman, this woman, this woman is crazy. It's crazy. And then here comes these people. We should stone her. We should stone her. Now she's life or death. She's literally thinking to herself, I'm going to die. But then came Jesus. Hey, there are people in this room in that dire straits. You do know that, don't you? How am I going to make it? What am I going to do? I said in early service, and I'll be honest, man, I just moved back to Dallas from Fort Myers, Florida, and I'm the teaching pastor at a church. Two Sundays a month, I, I preach there, and, and there's these couple of ladies at the door, they're greeters, and I don't know how they do it, but they got the same attitude every Sunday. They happy every single Sunday. I ain't even happy every single Sunday. And I'm like, good grief, dude, and they just like, hallelujah, good morning. And look, y'all judge me if you want, but every now and then, I just want to punch one of them in the throat and let them feel the way I'm feeling. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just clap your hands, you know what I'm talking about. Can somebody be that happy all the time? What the world? I would never do it, kids. (laughs) But I think that sometimes. Now, life can't be that good all the time. If it is, okay. And you know what I decide? And I'm I'm like this. I'm just like, okay, fine, God. Fine, I'll be your trash can. Just let them stay happy. We good. I can carry this. But every now and then, please, give me what they drinking. <laughs> Some of y'all are starting to realize how normal I am. <laughs> hey, you do know just because I got a mic means nothing. I'm just a brother from another mother, okay? I'm just a beggar trying to tell another beggar where the bread is. That'll work right there. I'm just rolling today. I should be a rapper. Because my rhymes are devastating and mysterious. (laughs) Something told me not to watch the Super Bowl halftime show, but that's okay. (laughs) I love it. Somebody said, no, he didn't. (laughs) Are y'all ready? I just love how this ends. And you know what? Somebody in the early service goes, I've been to church my whole life. I've heard that story many times, but I never got the ending that you did today. I went, thank you so much. God bless you. She goes, I'll never forget it. So let's review. So Jesus stoops twice. The second time, all of a sudden, after he says, whoever ain't got no sin, throw the first rock. Nobody did. And they started leaving the room. And I don't know if you saw the verse before this. It says, until no one was left except Jesus and the woman. Do you know why he did that? Do me a favor. Any sin you've ever done, just put it out for just a second. Yes, he knows what sin you did. Yes, he knows how nasty you are. But he will empty the room for you. Because you're still his little girl. You're still his son. And he never would let his children be naked in the middle of a room so people can laugh at him. He will empty that room and protect you. Are y'all listening to me? 
That's how much he loves you. And that's why he stoops. But will you let him? She never said a word until he talked to her at the end. She could have said, leave me alone. It's okay. I deserve to die. She could have done all that. But no, no, no. She let Jesus fight for her. Hey, in one Sunday morning service at the beginning of March, hey, just go ahead and sit there and let Jesus fight for you, okay? Let him fight for you because he loves you. That's story number one, y'all. Man, I still got 10 minutes and 46 seconds left. This is good. When I'm done, you can go get a spicy chicken sandwich with french fries and an Oreo cookie shake. If you only knew what I was talking about. Let's go on. Let's go on. Next one. Next one. It's on the screen. Hey, come on, band. Come on. Come on. I'm a, I feel God about to do something up in here. I like to get out of the way. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Sometimes I get tired of hearing my own voice. So I just do what I got to do. Yesterday, I got up to speak to the man, looked down. They had 55 minutes on my sermon clock. I was like, there's no way. I don't think I've ever spoken 55 minutes. But today, I just, I just really feel God... Uh, God moved in the first service, man, but the same presence of God is here. And I need you to understand, it was funny because all the pastors, when they pick me up, they try to open the door for me. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Don't open the door for me. I open my own door. You don't have to carry my bag. They're on wheels. I can push my own bag. <laughs> hey, look, look, look at me. I'd like to apologize for those preachers who became bigger than they should have. Do you know why I'm standing here? He saved me. He loved me. And then he said, tell the world what I did for you. And this is the best way I could do it. I could probably crack jokes all Sunday morning. But something changes when you put scripture with your sermon. Because that scripture, those stories can change someone's life. Especially this one. Now you're going to understand why I'm doing this in a minute, but I got to get rid of my hand here. All right. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 9, it says, going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. He's back in church again. And a man was there with a shriveled hand. Hey, y'all see you. I got my hand. Here's the deal. That man went to church. He showed up at the synagogue. If he was me, he probably was like this. I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want nobody to feel uncomfortable. So I'll just hide what's, what's broken. I'll just hide what's uh, shriveled. I'll just hide what's deformed in my life. And it's funny how they just throw it in there. It says, looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus, they ask him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Here's what he said. He said to them, if any of you has a sheep and it fell into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful 
to do God's work on the Sabbath. Watch this. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Okay, this is crazy. All right, I got to do this. I like to apologize what's about to happen. Uh, sir, in the red t-shirt, three rows from the back on the very end. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't turn around. Yeah, yeah. A-E-R, yeah, you. Could you stand up for me, please? Thank you very much. Everybody clap for that young man right there. I don't know who the lady is beside you, but she's laughing right now. She's she's like, oh, he made him stand. I know, I do this. It's just wrong. It's wrong. It's so wrong. He's like, what did I do? I'm just sitting in the back. Why is this happening to me? Hey, could you stretch out your hand? Perfect. Perfect. Hey, give my hand. That's it. You can sit down. Thank you very much. Thank you. I just wanted somebody to feel, I was coming after you, sir, but you're a little big. I ain't messing with you today, all right? Next time I come, you're going to be standing, all right? <laughs> you know what's crazy about this story is that part is so insignificant. I don't know why God gives me this. I think because I'm ADD and we look for weird stuff all the time. I am ADD. But when Jesus said, stretch out your hand, you do know what he could have done, right? He, he had a 50-50 chance, my brother. I know his head said, dude, stretch out your right hand. If they see your left hand, they're going to know you messed up. Stretch out your right hand. If they see your left hand, they're going to know. They say you're broke. They're going to know you have shame. They're going to know you have pain. They're going to know. Don't stretch out the left hand. Just stretch out the right hand. But that man had been to the synagogue. He knew who was there. He had heard the stories of Jesus. He could make a blind man see a dead man live again. So if that dude who can make that happen looks at you and says, stretch out your hand, why would you care what people think? Because you've had to live with the pain and the shame and the hurt. And the Bible says, all he did was just stretch it out, sir. God bless you, buddy. I don't know what you're going through. Okay, if you're a visitor, hang on for a second. This is nothing. But the Bible, um, they have these things that the church can do, all right? And one of those is a, 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 it's a gift of prophecy, prophetic. It don't hit me often because I'm too stupid for that. You got to be smart to be prophetic. But there's something you've been wanting and it's coming. You just hold on, sir. It's coming. Oh, you've been waiting a long time. I don't know what it is. It's coming. Hold on. Are you related? Who is? She. She talked about you last night to me. I didn't know that. First one is simply this. Uh, there are people here today, uh, you love God with all your heart. You, you, you know, he's your Lord, your Savior. You come to church. But this morning, there's something shriveled in your life. And Jesus is saying, stretch out your hurt. Stretch out your pain. Stretch out your sorrow. Stretch it out. 
So I'm going to give you 20 seconds. The Bible says in Matthew, I'll use this twice today. If you declare me before men, I'll declare you before my Father in heaven. That's why I love altar calls. I know here at this church they give altar calls. It's so that you can forget what anybody else says. It's you and Jesus. And you're going to let the man do what he's got to do in your life today. So I'm going to start at 20 and go to zero. When I get to zero, whoever's standing, you're stretching out the hurt. You're stretching out the pain. You're stretching out the sorrow. You're stretching out your past. You're stretching it out. You love God, but you're giving it to him today. And then we're going to pray for you. 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12. 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, in Jesus' name, 1. Hey, church family, do me a favor. The only reason you are not standing is because God's taking care of you. Let's be family today. Don't let as don't let there's a lot of people standing. Do your best. Let nobody be standing alone. Just get up and hug, hug them. Put your hand on them if they're okay with that. Get near them. Stretch your hand toward them. If nobody's standing near you, I got you. All right, I got you. Up in the corner, I got you. Let's pray, Jesus. I pray right now that you would answer the cry of their heart. You know, God, what they're going through. You know, God, what they're stretching out. You know, God, the hurt, the pain, the sorrow. You know everything, God, and you're able. So right now, Jesus, be their will within their will. Give them the faith that they need today. Let them leave this room before this becomes a reality, knowing that you're able to take care of them. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us this moment, this chance. So we're stretching it out. We're stretching it out. And we're trusting in you. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. If you prayed for somebody, look them in the eye and say everything's going to be all right. Give them a hug. Give them a hug. Give them a hug. Tell them it's going to be all right. We're going to make it. And you can be seated. I got to do one more thing. Just one more before we go. This is good. We're going to beat the Baptist to the buffet. They are not eating all the white chicken today. I love chicken breasts. I'm just saying. It's always gone. The Baptist over in the corner. You're Baptist, I'm sorry. It's all good. It's good. Hey, can I ask you, do you know him? Do you know my Jesus today? The most incredible thing is the day someone decides to put everything into Jesus' hands. That woman not saying a word. When Jesus says, does anyone condemn you? Is there anyone? And she said, no one. And Jesus said, neither do I. And that last line, now go. Sin no more. Let him forgive you today. Reggie, you don't know what I've done. Let him forgive you today. You don't know where I've been. Let him forgive you today. You don't know what I did this morning. Let him forgive you today. Let him forgive you today. Let him forgive you today. Today we're going to do it together because we're family so from the front to the back left to the right we're going to say a prayer and you're going to repeat it after me ask it it's romans 10 9 if you declare with your mouth that jesus christ is lord believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved i don't care 
If you smoked a joint this morning in the name of Jesus, you straight sober so you can say this prayer right now. He could do that. Y'all understand. I did that last week. Dude came up to me and said, bro, I lost my buzz today. I said, when you said that, I went straight up clean. I said, good. You can do this. You can do this. Y'all ready? Hey, oh, by the way, if for any other reason, let me just tell you, because you think it's old school, it's about to happen. You need to get right now because Jesus is coming back soon. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? He warned us in the Rev book of Revelation and CNN and Fox reads like the book of Revelation this morning. Get your life right. Somebody like, oh, you scared me. Look at me. What can I scare? I can scare an ant. But I'm just telling you the truth. So here we go. Everyone bow your head, close your eyes. You know if you need to get right with God. You know if there's sin in your life this morning. This is your moment. Everybody say Jesus. Right here. Right now. I ask you. Forgive me. I know I've done wrong. I know I've been caught. But today, I realize you stooped below my sin. You stooped below my shame. So today I ask you, forgive me of my sin. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Pastor, come and help me real fast. Pastor, standing beside me, because here it is. Matthew, remember? If you declare me before man, I'll declare you before my Father in heaven. So pastor's going to start looking to our right, which is your left, against the wall. And he's going to look on the floor and in the balcony. He's going to go all the way across the room. If you are in this room and you said that prayer and you meant it. If you are in this room and you know you had sin in your life when you started this service. If you are in this room and you said that prayer asking God to forgive you. It's time to go confess. Time to go public for Jesus. I want you on the count of three, if that's you, only you, everybody else, head bowed, eye closed. Only people who got saved today, you needed it because you had sin in your life when you came to church this morning, but you said that prayer and you meant it. On three, I want you to wave as hard as you can until pastor waves back at you. Ready? One, two, three. Wave, wave. Look up and wave. Look up and wave. many hands that are being raised uh, from the floor to the balcony and those of you that are online have responded as well listen what a day let's pray father thank you that you stooped low for us lord thank you for forgiveness today thank you for setting us free today thank you for the lives lord that will leave this place changed because of your grace and your mercy lord we thank you for it and we honor you now for every life that has been made new, new creations inside of you this morning. We give you praise and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Come on, can you give the Lord thanks for so many people that came to Christ today? Wow. It's overwhelming. The grace of God to our lives. And listen, we want to stand with you as a church and support.
support you and encourage you. And there's so many ways to do that through relationships and through our different ministries here and our groups that we have. And you, we have to have the help of one another to make it. Amen. So I want to encourage you to find that place online, our, our Info Central desk. One of our staff uh, people here today can help get you plugged in and find out more about you. We care for you. We, we love you more than any other program, any other thing that's going on. It's you and what God wants to do. Listen, I want to, uh, before I give, we show our appreciation for Reggie, he's written a book, Not So Black and White, an invitation to honest conversations about race in faith and i love excuse me how he said it this weekend how he said you can't talk with race uh without jesus christ and faith in jesus christ so this book is for sale for 15 dollars back here before you leave and stop by and uh, get yourself a copy of this that this is so needed and so important the day that we live that we need to have a posture of having a, a teachable spirit and having an open ear for reconciliation it's why jesus came it's why he died amen we want to be that in the body of christ not only here but as we leave this place to be people of reconciliation in our world that is so broken over this issue of race so reggie thank you so much for writing this book and i want you all abundant life would you show your appreciation to reggie dabs as he's been with us this weekend thank you reggie we appreciate we love you Thank you for sharing your life and your heart with us again, my brother. You've been a blessing to us. Thank you so much. Let's pray for this school in our area as well tomorrow that God will do such an incredible awakening. Amen. Stand to our feet. Thank you for this weekend. Thank you for coming and thank you for being a part of it and what God wants to do. We pray God's blessing on you. Next Sunday, we start a new series called After the Encounter and going through biblical characters in the Old Testament that encountered God and whose life was changed because of that divine encounter. We're going to take that right up until Easter and it's going to be a powerful series as we're together. God bless you this week. Have a wonderful, blessed day. We'll see you back here next week together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.